Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. You're listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Tersh Blissett. You found the second part of the two-part episode where I interview Roland Lintenberg, the co-founder of House Call Pro. If you haven't listened to the first part of this episode, I'd go ahead and stop this episode and go back to the first part of this episode. Because this interview was as long as it was, we decided to break it into two parts. And this two-part episodes are actually part of a larger series focused on the individuals who are at the very early stages of starting their own business. So a lot of the people that this mini-series is focused towards have not even started their business at all. They're considering doing it over the next few months or maybe even next year. And so this kind of answers some of those questions that a lot of people have questions about. They don't know where to look and find. The last episode before we started talking about CRMs, we spoke with a business coach from the University of Georgia about the initial steps for becoming a legal company, legal business. I look forward to wrapping up this interview with Roland as he continues to answer questions that are pretty common. Nothing that I've asked is going to be something that's never been asked before. If you're pretty familiar with any kind of CRM program software, but if you haven't done much research into CRMs, there are a ton of them out there. There's some that are very entry level that are focused on the entry level businesses. And that's what House Call Pro is, this very user-friendly and it's very easy to operate. So whenever you're starting out a business, you're wearing lots of hats. So the last thing that you really have time to focus on is your CRM. So something that's super difficult and in-depth that takes up a lot of your time, it's really hard to justify spending three and four months trying to figure out a program when you honestly are the person that has to go catch the service calls or paint the house or do whatever. You're the technician and you are the office administration. So House Call Pro fits in perfect for that situation. And so that's the reason why I spoke with Roland about that and went through the whole demo process and checked out their entire program. There are a few other programs also that are really, really good. I have a friend of mine, J.R. Lawhorn. He has a program also that's a really good program. I challenge you to reach out to everybody and weigh all your options because something may fit better. Don't take just because I said so (laughs) on this podcast that House Call Pro is the end-all be-all. There are so many programs out there that may fit you better if you do one thing versus the other. I challenge you to interview them all. There really are benefits that are different for each one of them. Not to beat that dead horse anymore. We're done with that. (laughs) What I really want you to do is I want you to have a CRM. I don't want you to use Excel spreadsheet and then take that to your, your accountant at the end of the year when you're trying to do your books and trying to get all your customers or trying to maintain your maintenance agreement list and communicate with clients. And it's just these programs integrate into QuickBooks Online. They work so well with other applications. They all integrate together that there's is a no-brainer using these systems. Once you have used them, you'll wish that you had never not used them. (laughs) As long as it's a program that works for you. Okay, let me preface that by saying some programs work really well with your style of working, of business, and then some programs are going to work horribly for your style of business. 
the way that I like to work is 100% paperless. So if I have to print something out to save it later, or I have to mail something to somebody, that's not my cup of tea. I like to be in the cloud. I don't want to be QuickBooks on desktop. I want to be QuickBooks on online. So I need a program that is definitely going to integrate with QuickBooks online. But some other people may be like the features that the regular QuickBooks has or the QuickBooks desktop or enterprise. So they may not want the same program that I like to use because they would prefer one that integrates better with QuickBooks desktop. But just little things like that you need to consider whenever you're deciding on which CRM program that you're going to use. If at any point in time you have a question about a program that I speak about on the Service Business Mastery podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, tersh at bluecollarroots.com. More than likely, I won't know the answer. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Most of the programs that I use here, or I mentioned, I use them, or at least demo them and try and become as familiar with them as possible prior to recommending them to you. But if by happen chance I don't know the answer, we'll reach out to the people that I've become friends with at these programs and I will get you an answer ASAP. So please don't be afraid to ask me a question. It may be something that I've never even thought about and I'd like to learn the answer also. So anyways, with that being said, let's get started with this interview. The part two of my interview with Roland from House Call Pro. Obviously, it's just now on your roadmap, but do you think that you will be able to finance service calls also? So like, and is there going to be like a minimum dollar amount that's feasible? So like if you have like a $500 repair, can they get that financed? On the lower end, you don't typically see a lot of financing happening. Most people's credit lines are big enough to cover those hits and going through the rigmarole of financing those typically is not even worth it. And if you're dealing with clients that need to finance a $500 service call, you're not dealing with the right clients. I'd advise you to go like park <laughs> up another tree. And I'll ask you, because if someone's like, oh man, can I finance the 500 bucks? I'd be like, no, <laughs> pay me now. Right. Hopefully my pros don't have to do that because over time, their unit's really going to break. And then you got to try to sell them a new unit. And if they can't afford 500, do you think they can afford $11,000 piece of equipment sitting there? Or even if you go the cheap route, like, oh, yeah. you get them something that's like underpowered, but all in, it's like six grand. Still, like, can they afford six grand? No. So now all of a sudden, you got a client you don't even want to service and you're barely making any money on. So my advice there is don't try to finance that. And our product will be built more for like the install work, not for the service call kind of work. Good to know. I was going to move on to technicians, but before we do that, since we're already talking about financing and collecting credit lines and everything, what is pay by text? Yeah. So obviously when you send out an invoice, you can send it via email, you can print it out and get a, collect a check manually. But nowadays, I don't know what your phone looks like right now, but if I were to venture a guess, there's a lot more red notifications on your mailbox than on your text box. And so what that means is when I look at my iPhone, my message box, it literally either has like maybe one unread text message or maybe it's always less than 10. That's for sure. But my mailbox, I've, yeah, got, absolutely. I've got like 100,000 on there. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> when you're trying to get a client to pay you, it's really important they pay you as quick as possible because you need to put that money back to work. You're a small business and you need that cash yes. fast. So one of the things that we built to get your cash fast is the pay via text. So when you're sending out the invoice, you can select to also send the invoice via text and allow the customer to pay via text. 
And because people have way less noise in their text box, you have a much higher chance of getting paid quicker because chances are the customer is not, not that they don't want to pay you. It's just they got a lot of stuff going on in their life and you're not their number one priority. You shouldn't be taking offense to that, but you still want to get in front of them in the right spot at the right time. So that way you can get paid first when it comes to the list of to do. And that's what our pay by text feature offers you the ability to do. So do you have the ability to collect payment of a check payment via phone, like taking a picture of it and instantly doing that? Or is that something that they're going to have to do through their bank? No, they're still going to have to do that through their bank. There's all kinds of limitations too on doing that within the phone, which is typically why our pros just use their bank app, right? So like their the Wells Fargo app, because there's limits on how much you do every month and those components. Typically, if they're bigger checks anyways, you would have to go in the bank to do it. My advice is like, look, a lot of people think like, oh man, like I want check, I want cash, I want to avoid the credit card fees. <laughs> In reality, this world's all about speed and it's about what's doing mm-hmm. with for the customer. And I don't care if you bake in an extra 3% into the price to allow me to pay with my card so I can get some miles so I can go on vacation. By the way, I don't even have a checkbook and much <laughs> less do I have 10 grand sitting on my checking account, right? I'm going to have to like put money together and all that kind of noise. So for me, when I think about it, try your darndest to keep collecting on credit card whenever you can, because that's what's easiest for the customer. And it's a cost of doing business for you guys. So a lot of pros are like, oh man, Roland, it's such a huge chunk. I'm like, look, just bump your price by 3%. You're not going to not be competitive. Exactly. <laughs> You're still gonna be there and keep it easier for yourself. And then customers will love you more. So why don't you want more customers to love you more? You don't run the risk of a technician losing a check you have to, whoever's in the office collecting those checks from the text, they have to now fill out a deposit slip, take their time to do that. And then they have to go to the bank and drop off the check if they're going to do that, if it's too big to take a picture of and deposit it. So yeah, I mean, you think you're saving money by doing that, but in reality, you're actually costing yourself more by collecting a check. It's way more. People don't think like, oh, the time that you spend, the gas that you take, and all those little things add up. The carrying cost of cash is 6%. So people are like, yeah, cash is the best. No, carry cost is 6%. Um, that includes um, theft or unwanted theft. That includes drive time. That includes all the things. And so to that end, too, we built out a feature called uh, Instapay. And it's a new feature. But the way that Instapay works is as soon as you take a credit card transaction, by the time you open up your banking app, that cash is already in your bank. And it works because you connect your account's debit card to House Call Pro. And then we're able to directly funnel that money straight into there. And if you want to use that feature, it's an extra 1% per transaction, but you get the money right away. So you don't have to wait that 48 business hours. Now, I have a lot of pros that collect money on Fridays, but they also need to pay payroll on Fridays. But then <laughs> they take the credit card, they're like, Roland, like, I don't see the money until Tuesday next week. I'm like, well, yeah, the banks on the East Coast are closed on Friday after 3 p.m. So if you don't run the card before then, you don't start the time ticking. And then even if you do, you won't get it till Tuesday. So You know, when you think about speed and small business, like every ounce of features that you can use to just improve your speed is critical. So with that Instapay functionality, you have the ability to keep it on all the time or turn it on on Fridays, but then turn it off on Mondays and Tuesdays. In reality, yeah, we see over 90% of our pros, they just keep it on all the time. And all they do is they just bump their price by an extra 1%. And now all of a sudden, they get the cash in the bank to go buy more stuff with, right? To pay payroll, to finance, marketing, like just all kinds of things. And that's a feature that is also unique to us, the Instapay functionality. There's other processes out there that'll do like same day or next day, but nothing that's within minutes. Um, That's what we offer because that matters. And that's cheap for getting cash that fast. People think, 
cash is the fastest to get, but then you obviously have that 6% that you add onto it with the time and everything, but paying that 1% extra, you're still at only a four-ish percent for that. And we do flat rate too. So a lot of other processors, they'll be like, oh, if you key it in or if you call it in, it's a different rate. If it's a different type of card, the Amex is more expensive and then the debit card is less expensive or it's like a business awards card and there's all kinds of different rates. Uh, Those processors are all just designed to screw you over in the long run because it's just not transparent what it is. So for us, we just have one flat low rate. It's 2.9% plus 30 cents. Take any credit card in any method. It doesn't matter when you do it. It doesn't matter what type of card, Amex included. And then if you want to get it within minutes, you add an extra 1% on top of that. And then you get it literally in your bank account in less than a minute. So that's where we have a, just a big competitive advantage because paying your money is like the biggest part about running any kind of small business. So the quicker you can get your hands a hold of it, the, the faster and quicker you're going to grow. Yep. Cash flow. Cash flow is king. Yep. Moving over to technicians, are we able to geofence the technicians and mark that they're arrived? I noticed you talked about as soon as the dispatch text goes out to the client, they get something like an Uber. Once they get there on site, does it automatically clock them as arrived or are they still going to have to hit that feature? Yep. So the way that it works is it intersects with two different features. One is what we call just our customer notification feature which includes text and email notifications going out to your client just to keep them better informed and the transparency. So as soon as you hit the on my way, it sends a text over them with a picture of the technician that's actually on the way. And then when they click the link, it shows them a little map of where the truck's going uh, and see how long they're going to get there. So you give that whole kind of like Uber feel, which sets you apart from your other local competitors. And then as soon as the job, we don't automatically geofence them because geofences are actually kind of inaccurate from a GPS perspective, they will have false positives that you don't want. And so the way that we get around is we say, hey, just have them hit the start button. When they hit the start button, it records their location. So if you want to check in and look at the map to see where they've hit start job button to clock in, you could see that. And then the finish button, they all trigger different communications also with your customers. They're linked together. And that allows you, if you're paying technicians hourly or not, Inside of a reporting, you can see exactly how long it took them driving time versus time on site to do certain things. That'll help you QA and do uh, weekly reviews with your technicians to improve efficiencies. Cool. So the biggest concern that I have, I mean, that's the biggest concern that I've ever run into in the past is the technicians arriving on site and then forgetting to press that button. They're thinking about all the forms they're supposed to fill out and how they're supposed to talk to the person that they're going to speak with and their soft skills and everything. And the last thing they're thinking about really is clicking that arrival button. Is there a way that you have it set up so that they don't forget that? Or is that something that we're just going to have to keep coaching on? Yeah, we currently don't have like a nudge reminder. It's something that we might consider building in the future. But those things are typically more of a HR and training thing. And I always tell pros too, is like software is not the answer to your HR problems. If I tell you I'm going to pay you from your start time to your end time, and I'm not going to pay you if you don't hit the button, guess what you're going to start doing on the next job? You're going to hit the button. <laughs> not getting paid. Yeah, you're not going to get paid if you don't hit the button. And people are really afraid because, and rightfully so, because talent is really scarce and it's hard to find good technicians. But still, if you don't command an ounce of respect over time, that technician is going to leave anyways and start his own business. And so you got to start early on in the coaching train to make sure that they understand, like, here are the key metrics that run our business. We're running a business. Yeah, you're making 35 bucks an hour and I'm billing you out at 150, but you're not paying for workman's comp. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not paying for truck. You're not paying for gas. You're not paying for our warehouse. You're not paying for all the uh, loans were taken out to buy all the units that we're building or to apply. the. So like, it just comes down to the coaching aspect. There's some things where we'll build features to kind of help kind of tickle and remind the technicians. But in reality, it's more of a thing where it's like, guys, when you get to the job site, just hit the button before you step out of the truck. Right. You've got your phone in your hand anyways, even though you shouldn't be. Right? Hit the star button. That's it. That clocks you in. So do you have the capability of doing job costing within the program? Yeah. So let me back up and just say like what we are and what we aren't. We are not accounting software. We integrate directly with QBO to handle kind of the back end, the job costing, the payroll, the taxes, the depreciation, the amortization of um, assets and those things. We're dealing more with like the customer experience engine, the front end. Like what is the experience to the customer and how do you get the technician to the right job? So we have a field right now that you can populate with job costs. But it's not something that we're focused on. So when I think about like, what are we investing in from an engineering standpoint here as we're building our house called Pro, is we're focused more on like, how can we make your customers love you more so they increase word of mouth and they increase the ability for them to leave reviews online and those things and make the process just set you apart rather than focusing on things like uh, back end, like inventory management systems and building out job costing and per unit like margins and those components. You can still do all that with the data that's generated in House Call Pro, but you can't do that inside of House Call Pro. And when I think about what features are we focused on building from an engineering perspective, it's things like maintenance agreements, consumer financing, right? Like these are all things that benefit the customer. Yeah, they help alleviate some back-end work, but in reality, are we going to focus on building out like a complex inventory management system? No. Like I'd rather figure out how we do a better integration with Google so that way directly from Google, you can outrank your competitors so you can get more jobs. They can book you online. That's the more interesting stuff because at the end of the day, you sell one more unit, you just hire an office staff person full-time to go manage stuff. (laughs) It's not the ideal solution, but there's tons of other products that are point solutions that do that way better than we do currently that have QR codes and like all these things. So we just focus on what we're really good at, which is making sure that the customer experience between you and the homeowner is really good. Because once you get that word of mouth, like that's how you really grow your business. That's the real trick. Because there's no marketing costs. You don't have to buy leads. You don't have to outcompete. You just got to build cheerleaders. And that's the function of a high-performing home service business. Yeah, I like that. With that being said, can we attach within QBO whenever a job transfers from House Call Pro, however it is, however you batch it, and it goes into QBO, is there a way to tag what part was used on that call? Or is that something we're going to have to tag within QBO in order to inventory track within QBO? So something you want to track inside of QBO, QBO integrates with a ton of great inventory tracking apps. If you go to apps.com, there's a whole bunch of companies that all they focus on is inventory tracking stuff. And we have a real-time integration with QBO. So as soon as anything happens in House Call Pro, it directly pushes a QBO. So what you'll do is you'll manage those components on the parts and those. You just handle that inside of QBO and you can use any of the soup du jour inventory apps there if you want to get super fancy about it. With you saying that it, it real-time batches over to QBO, integrates into QBO, is that something where the office can check an invoice prior to it, it batching over to QBO or is it are we going to have to fix it inside of QBO? Nope. There's no batching, really. It's just as soon as you do anything in House Call Pro, it just populates in QBO. It's just a real-time integration. So whenever you create that job and you hit the finish button, boom, it's inside of QBO already. So that's kind of how it works. There's no like, oh, nightly, you got to pull from here and put to there. Or you got to like verify everything's all good. It just happens in real time. So that way you can start mucking around with it in QBO as soon as you hit that finish button. 
Perfect. So if we have like a commercial client that gets paid net 30 and then we want to tweak the invoice a little bit, not, are we going to have to send that invoice from QBO or is it going to come from House Call Pro? So House Call Pro is the one that sends out all the invoices. We just send the data to QBO. So you'll have the copy of the invoice inside of QBO, but House Call Pro will send out on your behalf through our email servers and through our kind of we got your logo on it. We got the pay online functionality because a lot of like property managers, they just want to pay online or they'll bash down the checks via ACH. So you have the ability to either do ACH or a credit card with us. So that way, whatever method of payment, we just want to make sure you get paid as quick as possible at the end of the day. Okay. So within House Call Pro, is a technician able to take photos and attach it to that location, that job? So not necessarily the customer, but the job, because like a property manager might have 150 or 500 locations want like all of those photos attached to the property manager you just want to attach to that location yeah yeah so there's different relationships that you can run so you can have like a customer that has lots of addresses or you can have one parent customer like the property management company and then have all these sub locations underneath there and then each sub location the pictures are not stored well you can store them on the sub location if you want but in reality what you want to do is you want to upload the pictures on a per job basis so that way you can also see when you do different things like when you service it then you can go in and you can really dig into that job and you can see the photos that happen on that component. So when you go back, you know, because in the end of the day, unfortunately, in the home services space, there's a lot of employee turnover. And it's really helpful for a new lead technician that comes in to kind of come in, look at the photos that happen to that job location or that customer or that unit, and then kind of troubleshoot what was done or what did it look like previous to someone messing around with it. So that way they can get up to speed as quick as they can. So you can upload those photos either to the customer. Um, I would say recommended put it on the job itself or that location. That's how we see most of our pros using that feature. But you can upload as many pictures as you want. There's no limits. Just please, guys, don't upload like a million photos and take our servers <laughs> down. But luckily, we're on we're on Amazon's web server. So unless Amazon dies tomorrow, you know, there's no going to be no issue. Well, that's good to know. Are we able to track the spiffs or commissions for a part that may be upsold by a technician? Is that use a tag, tags to do that? Yeah, so you use job tags to do that. So like, for example, you might, I don't know if you sell a different kind of Freon, I don't know where you do put like an upsell, but you can um, add that as a job tag. And then whenever the technicians out there that does that, just have them add that to the job tag. And then the end of the month or the end of the pay period or the end of the week, however you want to run it, just create a customer report that says, show me all the upsells that Billy did. And they'll spit out a number and then you can give them a percentage base or you can give them goals based upon like, hey, if you sell between zero to 10 grand of this, you get 500 bucks. If you sell between 10 grand and 20 grand, you're going to get a thousand bucks. And above that, you get five grand. And so you can either set levels, set percentages, but that's going to be what you manage in the back end. We'll give you the data so you can go make the decision on what kind of commission structure you want to pay the guy. Okay, perfect. And then also, can we build out different forms for them to like if they're on a residential maintenance service call? Can I set up a form that is for that? So they need to fill out that form for residential maintenance calls. Can I just attach it to that job type or is it going to be one where we just where automatically does it or will we have to actually attach it? Or can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So that's a great question. So one of the things we don't have yet is custom forms. And that's something that will be coming early next year. And the way that that will work is you can generate any kind of custom forms, either upload them via PDF. And so they're literally doing like a hello sign or a DocuSign. So it looks just like it's paper and there's some things that are used to. Or you can create like a digital version of it, which is more like a Google form. And then you'll be able to upload and create any amount of templates of forms. And then you can attach those to jobs. So you still would have to manually on the dispatch say like, hey, these forms fill this out. 
And then what we'll end up building in the future is just if a job has a certain tag, attach a certain form. So if the job is tagged as a service call, it'll automatically come with these three forms. If the job is tagged install, it'll come with these two forms. So it'll be more rule-based rather than on a per-job basis. But that's the evolution of the platform we build. And I try to, I always tell our pros, it's like, hey guys, look, like we're only three and a half years old. Look at everything we've built. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every single week, like we're going to keep building and building and building on that stuff. And that's why we're a subscription software. And people say, well, Roland, can't I just buy House Call Pro one time for like a grand? I'm like, hell no, because I can't just pay my engineers a one-time fee either. No, they're on the table. They're constantly building stuff. And if anything, you're going to get even more value by signing up today because the price of our software, I promise you, we're going to increase it to match the value that we're delivering. But if you're a grandfathered pro of ours, you can stay on your current plan that you bought in with for life. And that's what's up. Yeah, if we roll out some big feature that we invest a lot of dollars into, we'll probably make it just as an add-on that you can add on to your account. But I still have pros that I sold three and a half years ago that are paying four bucks a month. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, they have the ability to do that just because they believed me when our app was literally just, it, was, it didn't even have a calendar. It was just a list of jobs, ability to do invoicing and, and accept a credit card payment. And they paid four bucks a month for that. So they trusted me early on that we'd keep building on it. And now all of a sudden, they got the sweetheart deal of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? So can text view the history of the location? I'm assuming they can since you're talking about tech turnover. Yeah, they can just log into it and then they see it in their app and then they can see all the different things that happen regardless of what technicians were there. And then you can also set different permissions on different technicians. So if you have like helpers, you might not want to show pricing, but you would want to show like what parts you installed. So you can toggle those things on and off and configure different types of, uh, I should call them like technician roles right? Or office roles, office staff, certain people can see certain things because you'd want to obfuscate some of the things that are going down in the business to the helpers, right? They don't need to know all those things. Oh, absolutely. Now, I guess this leads me into really the last couple of questions. The dispatching side of things, do you have it set up so it's either one or the other as far as like, uh, can a technician self-dispatch or does the office have to dispatch them? What we do is we have the office dispatching during the week. And then on the weekend, obviously, we don't have an office open. So the technician self-dispatch at that point. Is that a capability that you have there? Yeah. So you just have to sign the permissions correctly. So if you've got like a, a foreman that you trust with the schedule, then they can self-dispatch themselves if you want. If you've got people that you don't want to give the capability, you can lock them out for doing that. But either way, any job can get scheduled or moved around based upon their permission set for their user role. But yeah, we have lots of companies that don't even have an office manager. Literally, they have the owner that's most of the time out in the field, but is just doing the dispatching from their phone and then also letting their technician dispatch when jobs come in. They just set up a workflow and rules inside of their company, depending on their philosophies and how they want to run it. So that's simple enough. And so that if you turn it on or off, that's per individual, not like company-wide. So you don't have to set it up company-wide. You can just set it up. So, okay, you've abused this procedure. So... We're going to set up so somebody else has to dispatch you. Yep, it's individual based. Awesome. So I think that that's pretty much everything that I have. I mean, we just recovered a whole lot of stuff really fast. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything that you want to add to this? Yeah, I would just say when you think about picking out a software, the biggest bet you're going to make is are you picking a software that's built by a company that's growing or it's been around for a while? And if you're a company that plans on growing, there might be old software out there that's pretty good. WinTAC's been around forever, Successware, and they're all decent, but they look like Windows 95. <laughs> you know, they're like in zombie mode and they have no incentive to keep making the software bigger. So when you're looking at that, just evaluate that. And then my other piece of advice too is 
There's other good service software out there as well. Take a look at Service Titan. If you're a big company with lots of just operations, lots of roles, you want to do voice tracking, those things, take a look at them. But remember, they're designed for companies that have 20 more trucks. Don't be upset when the pricing comes in at a couple grand a month. And so when I take a look at the software and the, the amount of value that we offer, we're severely underpriced for the value we offer. But our goal is to help as many people in the home services trades as we can across the United States because there's 2.3 million of you guys. And the only way that we do that is by pricing our software so that it's cheaper than your cable bill. Because any company that's willing to spend that kind of money, they're at least serious about their business. And if you're not willing to spend less than your cable bill, right, then you've got other things to worry about. And so that's where we fall in line with pricing. And my suggestion always is like, look, if you don't know yet if this kind of software is a good fit for your business, do a free demo with anyone on our team. Go to housecallpro.com, do a free demo, run through it, do some paces with it. We've got a 14-day free trial. If you're still unconvinced or you're on the fence, we've got a great community of pros that attend what we call our masterminds. And we have a mastermind in a city every single month all across the United States. So we'll have around three to 500 different pros uh, from all kinds of different industries, but are usually about a quarter of them are HVAC, and go there and meet and talk to the people that are using it day to day. Because once you get their feelings for it, you can really start to envision how you'd end up using it for your, for your business. So you've got a couple different avenues to pursue. Always, you're going to have the support you need. And we've got our expert program for that as well. So take a look at it. Just do yourself a favor. Go to housecallpro.com. Obviously, on your podcast, you talk about a lot of different different softwares and different things and strategies and coaching, etc. But take those learnings using software. Because if you're not using software, you will you will get outcompeted by the local guys. It's just a matter of time. Make the decision now and just get going because your future self will thank you for it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yep, I agree. So remember, go to housecallpro.com and you'll find out tons more information. And if you can't find it on the website, sign up for a demo. I mean, sign up for a demo anyways, just to figure out you see how the program works and experience it firsthand and a 14 day free trial. I mean, you can't really beat that with a stick. I mean, <laughs> it's especially if you don't have a program built up already. Yeah. Cool, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and I know that our listeners really appreciate all the information you've given out as well. <laughs> no problem. Hopefully it's helpful. Yes, absolutely. And we'll reach out to you soon again. Thank you. Well, you made it to the end. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Roland from House Call Pro. Like I said earlier in the podcast at the beginning in the intro, if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. And if I don't know the answer to the question, I will reach out to all of my contacts and get you an answer as soon as possible. If you found value in this podcast, please leave us a review on all your podcast catchers, whether it's your Apple device or Google Stitcher google play store on your androids anywhere that you listen to this podcast please give us a review give us five stars and then leave a little short review i like listening to them also don't forget to listen to check out download and subscribe to the other podcast within the blue collar roots network uh, we have the electrical codes and tips the tool pros building hvac science and of course hvac school podcast with all that being said, thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Mm-hmm.